And we're back. Welcome to Print Your Games, the podcast about what's new and awesome in 3D printing for gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Jefferson J. Thacker, also known as Perrin, and I'm joined by... Kristen Sowers, also known as Seventh Mastery. Oh, Kristen, I have been printing a lot lately. I have my groove back, and I have time, and I have a new cool printer, and it's been wonderful. Big, new, sexy printer that I'm super jealous of. It's a nice printer. I would say that it has... It has made printing very happy for me. Um, we've talked about it a lot on the show, but so nothing, nothing, nothing super new to, to address. Well, we are going to talk about some new rivals to it, I suspect. Today. Indeed. But also, I do have something else to say about it that isn't a negative. It is a negative? A negative to the Ultra. What? And this is actually going to apply to a lot of these new third gen printers. Yes. So I was like, okay, I see that there's a dent in my ACF film for, at the corner where I do the prying up of the cleaning layer. This mm-hmm. is not unusual. Right. Also, ACF is incredibly durable, so mm-hmm. that isn't even concerning. Yep. Um, also, I've had um, I've had uh, continuum working um, film before in, in the old style uh, that looked like the Wolverine at the far side of a Sabretooth fight, and it still mm-hmm. worked just fine. Yeah. Um, but I was like, Hey, I should get the, the, for some reason it didn't come with a spare. I've never oh, had a printer not come with a spare before. Hmm. Have you ever had a printer not come with a spare? No. Um, no. Okay. So I went oh. and I was like, I've heard from Thawhammer, who's done a lot of testing with different ACF printers, that there's something about Elegoo specific branded ACF that is some sort of magic sauce right now. Hmm. Um, and it's doing better than other people's ACF. So I wanted to order name brand. Ooh. So I go and I get Elegoo's replacement Saturn Four, Saturn Three Ultra ACF Film Five Pack. Mm-hmm. $90. Oh, wow. You know, I ordered a new plate for my Saturn. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't seen it. Oh, good. I would poke Elegoo about that. That seems like a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah, I went and looked also for a replacement vat because I have really fallen in love with having the multiple vats like you. Yes, and being able to go and be able to go clear, green, blue. Mm -hmm. This is this is weird, tenacious blend. This is super brittle stuff, and just being able to hot swap my resin. Sixty dollars per vat for the new stuff. So, like, while the printer is nice and not overpriced. Its accessories are kind of spendy. Oh, uh, yeah. And honestly, the, the Saturn was like this, too, when it launched. Uh, not sure. this bad on the ACF film, yeah. but definitely on the replacement parts. And it was for five, though? Five sheets of ACF, yeah. Yeah, because I think the five-pack for the... I did get name brand uh, 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 the, the old one, too. Mm-hmm. The two, number two one. Right. FEP2. Or PTFE. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was only like 30 or 40. We do have James, Herberto, and David here. Hi, hi, hi. Hello, everybody. Good to have you on the show. So I will warn y'all, if you're getting into the new generation of printers, uh, take care of your stuff. Because replacement parts a little bit on the pricey side right now. I imagine this will go down. I imagine but it is going. good to get, get some. You know, come to think of it, my Saturn did not come with one. Because I remember buying, the first time I bought one, mm-hmm. I got a five-pack. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, because it, it, it only had the one, so I, I was like, I'm gonna get five. My Saturn did because I used the extra as a screen protector. I got oh. some captain tape and put it down and used it as a screen protector until I got in a real screen protector. 
Gotcha. I also, after my experience with my Anycubic, just ordered a screen protector when I got the Saturn. So I had one from the day I turned nice. it off. Very nice, very nice. <sighs> my screen protector should be here on Thursday. And you've been doing so much printing without it. Well, it doesn't have the, it has a safe screen, so I feel a little bit safer doing it, but I'm totally going to get a screen protector. Don't worry. Yeah. I mean, right now I could just use one of my old screen protectors where I have to do the cutting myself, but yeah. they make the new fancy ones that are just made for the printer with all the holes cut in the right places, and they're so I, much easier. I, and it I doesn't cost really that much more. That. And it's actually cool because you can use like the the, the lineup with all the, the holes mm -hmm. and pop it right together at some point. And people worry about bubbles and screen protectors. Don't. Do not. Do not worry at all. They're not going to cause any significant distortion in your print. I've done tests. It's fine. I'd still get rid of them. I Get rid of the big ones, but don't worry about every single bubble. This is not you putting tempered glass onto your Nintendo Switch. So, it does not matter. When I worked for the corporate book monster, uh -huh. I we sold e-readers. Right. And people were very particular about bubbles in their screen protectors. Of course, if it's a screen I need to look and they at. Always made us install them for. <laughs> oh, that's so not... like I I am A very good at it and B now very like committed to a zero bubble application or as close to zero as I can get. Every once in a while I get like a teeny one, but I've only replaced them like I think it's worth noting where I said at screens I want to look at, I need to also do safety announcement. Do not look at your screen of your 3D printer when it is on. Uh, you do not laser, want to stare right? into the UV light. That's bad. No, uh, most of the, some of your printers might be lasers, but most of your printers are using UV light. It's very bright light. Yeah. And it's, it's also very specific light that is very yeah. damaging. It's certain wavelengths of light that is very damaging. Looking straight in the UV will literally sunburn your eyeballs. Cut all the big bubbles into little ones. Check. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so, yeah, I've been throwing up printing. I've been uh, doing some tests with uh, whether or not anti-aliasing is worth it on the printer. Because I never really was a big fan of any of this thing anyway, because it's like, hey, make your print fuzzy on purpose. Um, but it does disguise layer lines. But now my prints are so freaking sharp, and you can barely see the layer lines to begin with. I do believe I did see when you saw one the other day on one of your drawers. Yes, that was, one, that was once. One. I'm looking at it right now. So I reprinted this dwarf, and I'm doing it with, um, he's on the printer right now, with the... Uh, the NEAO thing. So I'll report back next time about how that went. Um, I see. Yes, 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 yes. So fun, fun, fun. Um, but I will say that when he entered the wash station right before the episode, uh, he did not look substantially less crisp. Hmm. So like so the anti-aliasing didn't make him quote unquote fuzzy. Right. I mean, when we're dealing with like this high of a resolution, it definitely probably did do a quality kick. I just yeah. don't know if it's just like I'm, I'm be, it's so beyond what I can notice. Uh, I went with smooth, not sharpen, uh, David. I want I wanted I wanted to make any potential layer lines disappear, and I'm only seeing them on sheer flat surfaces at certain angles, which is like the worst uh, position to do 
uh, 3D printing because like just off flat, it means that, uh, which you have to print anyway. Uh, they never print flat to the vid plate because you're getting right. so much distortion. But just off flat on the sheer flat line basically shows the topography lines like crazy because it's just so much easier to see on those angles. Hmm. But this is going to be a mostly newsy news episode with lots of new printers showing up on the... Lots of new printers. Right. So first we're going to do the least exciting ones. The least exciting? Yes, 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 yes. So we talked, of course, about Elegoo's brand new printers that they've announced and they're doing. So like they're, they're doing the Neptune 4 Pro and the Neptune 4 Plus and the Neptune 4 Max. Mm-hmm. So, of course, this week, Anycubic has to announce the Cobra 2 Pro and the Cobra 2 Plus and the Cobra 2 Max, which mm-hmm. have the exact same stats and features as the mm-hmm. Neptune 4 equivalents. This Just like all of the Cubic and, and Elegoo printers, they seem to always be right in lockstep with each other, exactly with feature set. It's almost like they're sourcing their parts from the same factories in China. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's going to be fun. So that's that's nice. So if you if so, there's more options. They're the same price points too. So if you like, want, exactly the same. Like, is it literally one for one? It is. It really is. Hmm. Um, so if you want, like, these are actually very, very, that those max level printers are looking really tempting to me because like having just one big honker FDM printer that can go 300 milliseconds print. So uh, any cubic was actually, I like that their website, they were a little bit more honest with, hmm. with the, uh, not that elegant was dishonest. But they were just more like realistic with the printing speeds that you can expect with these things. Right, right. So they're like, yes, it can do 1500. And if you want the speed bench, you go for it. Um, or I guess 500. And if you want the speed bench, you go for it. But realistically, you're going to be printing at 300 instead. Because like not pushing this thing to its literal maximum potential. Um, and then it gives some really good stats of like, hey, compared to a print, the, the standard speeds of last generation printers, what you can expect. So 18 minute benchies uh, at 300 milliseconds, 18 minutes at fi- 50 milliseconds, which is the standard acceptable, pretty mm-hmm. solid speed for last generation printers, uh, 108 minutes. So, hey, 83% faster. And then just like this shovel. 54 minutes as opposed to three hours, 51 minutes. Wow. This flower pot, two hours, 33 minutes as opposed to 15 hours. And just sort of, sort of give you like a good idea of like complex parts that have more turns that you save less time than parts that have nice long straight runs where it can get to full acceleration. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> but like 18 minute Benchy is nothing to sneeze at. I think we're going to end up having to do an episode about how to donate your printer to a school when you upgrade. <laughs> because you know, I'm I, eventually... that. I absolutely have a lot of printers that just need homes now. Yeah, so I'm not there yet, but I know it's coming. You know, like if I, especially if I upgrade my resin, because like I don't, I mean, I could see keeping the Saturn the other one for a while if I upgrade, but I certainly, if I ever upgrade like two times, would be getting rid of one, right? So just to go over the stats uh, for people that 
missed last episode where we gave these exact same stats for the any uh, the uh, Elegoo printers. Okay. Um, the default AnyCubic Cobra Two Pro has two twenty by two twenty by two fifty build volume. So you know your standard just over ten inch build volume of most bed slingers. This is your your Ender Three clones uh, and exactly what they're able to do. Um, you've got your, I think it is 350, 350, 350 for the next step up, the plus, and okay. the max is 424, 2500. So very big printer. Um, you can print helmets on it, which is like a, a good benchmark. Like, you know, it's, what would you want to 3D print? Helmet is often an option. If you're a cosplayer, you want to print a Power Ranger helmet or equivalent Iron Man helmet or Magneto helmet or whatever cosplay helmet you want. Right. Um, if you want I mean, to print a motorcycle helmet, the Max is the printer for you. I mean, I have the Mega X that technically could do it, but it would just take forever. At 500 millimeters a second, it won't take all that much time. Yeah. And I'm, and it's got the input shaping. That's the only way that it's able to do the those high speeds. Uh, it's It has dual linear rails. It's got be, auto bed leveling, heated zone, heated beds. You know the the full feature set that we used to drool over, uh, right? As right. like one of these days, that now is appallingly standard. Yeah, and and all of that for four ninety nine USD for the max. Hmm. So these are, again, just pick your brand. They're they're identical almost in every way, but uh, I'm tempted to say what I want to say about that I, from my personal experience. Consider the customer service your product will get, is what I will say. Yeah, I will say I have been very happy with every Elegoo printer I've had. We will not disclose any other biases other than the cautionary tale that was my big AnyCubic mistake, which is my own so fault. It had nothing to do with AnyCubic. The printer was fine. So not much more for us to say there, considering last episode was about these big printers and all the cool things you could do with big printers and printing big objects. Mm-hmm. But there is a new printer on the, the scene mm. that is going in the other direction. The other direction? Bamboo Labs, the maker of the P1P and the X1 Carbon, okay. has announced a new printer. A new member of the lineup. And it's the baby. It's the baby? It's a little printer? It's baby. It's a little bitty printer. Mm. It is the Bamboo Labs A1 Mini. I'm seeing this a lot of a, spools there. Yes, yes, that's that's one of the exciting parts of this. It is a cantilever bed slinger printer. Explain uh, what that means, like I'm a child who doesn't understand you. Because okay, am. so you so it has one it has one pole that has yeah. a weighted arm that moves up and down that one pole to the side. So it, okay. that's the cantilever part. Got that. And then bed slinger means that it handles one of the axes by moving the physical bed plate itself. So the Neptunes, the Anycubics, they're all bed slingers. Um, whereas a Core XY printer, like the other bamboo printers, which mm-hmm. are like the ones in big boxes where the bed goes up, it is on the Z axis instead. So it's only moving up and down and very slowly at that. Right. Um, those are usually much more stable and capable of higher, high, much higher print speeds because you don't have to account for the entire print. Yes, I haven't movie. thought too much about Z-axis, but that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. So it's uh, bed slingers are cheaper. Usually they're easier to make and mm-hmm. they require less parts. Um, 
they look like what you imagine a 3D printer looks like if you've ever seen an Ender 3. Um, yeah. The Bamboo Lab one is cantilever, so it only has the one arm. That's, I think, and why it, it looks so different to me, right? Yeah, it's, this is very, this is much the, very much the polar opposite of like the X1 Carbon. Um, but it's coming in at $300 just for the printer mm. and $460 for the combo, which comes with the printer and the ALS system. So explain that, because it looks cool if it's doing what I think it's doing, but... Uh, yeah, that is the cool part of this printer. So let's talk about the printer first self, uh, okay. for, first itself. It is 180 by 180 by 180, so, so smaller than your traditional. So not high. a great choice for people who want to print a lot of terrain on this thing, but right. if you want to print toys or smaller stuff, or you can still print the terrain, but you're going to need to cut it up yourself into smaller chunks than than the usual default cuts that are made for Enders. Right. Um, because, again, it's just a non-standard size. Hmm. Interesting choice. And, right. And um, so it's on the small side, but it's still very fast. It's got, like, the high-speed printing. It's got the auto-bed leveling. What's their got... stated max, like, not, not quote-unquote honest max? Does it say what it is? I am looking for it, and I don't see it. Um, they've so it's 14 minutes down there, so the benchy, so it's, it's similar. So, yeah, that would be probably like I, I don't have that number, so I don't want to say that number. I just no, that's know fine, it's but, but it, it looks like it's comparable to those new. And I will say, like, the X1C, like, uh -huh. the, the their 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 flagship printer, um, which is the Core XY fully enclosed luxury printer is capable of what they call ludicrous speed printing that will actually hit those four digit millimeter print speeds. Mm -hmm. And add, um, the, the, you take a quality hit at ludicrous speed, but yeah. it's a possibility. I just don't know why I would do that. Like I, I'm much more of like, I want, I got nervous about the two day jobs, the three day jobs, because that was a lot of time that I wasn't standing, hovering over it. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I think if uh, you could get it out faster, I'd be mm -hmm. just fine leaving it for the higher quality print myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, at, at 300 millimeters a second, we're, we're only 300 millimeters a second. Right, like, right, seriously. exactly. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I'm going to I'm gonna have to slap down for one of that generation, this new generation of filament printers soon. It's just like, seriously, a five times print speed increase is just stupid. Like it's, it's a no brainer. I love, I love the, the tech jump we've had this last little bit with printers. Yeah. So all of that, you know, all the, all of their cool software support, all of their cool calibrating support, like, you know, it has a ton of the features, the touchscreen, the heated bed, all the jazz, all the other leveling, everything, but it also has AMS support, which is multi-material support. You can mm. feed this thing four. Now, by default, you feed this thing one filament at a time. Right. But this so if kit you have or whatever. The optional AMS upgrade, which is the AMS Lite, which is okay. what they're calling it. You can then have up to four different materials mm -hmm. fed into this printer, and it will switch between them mm. as it prints. So you can absolutely just like really cool things like people have made like lots and lots of like mario statues with it and giant lego people with the right colors like anything that you can imagine being in four different colors right. it will print those in four different colors and there's 
a and lot it just of swaps colors on yeah. layer, right? So it can cut, it can inter interlace the colors nicely. Right. Cool. And you teach it, you and it's it's also smart. It's able to handle different types of filament in each different mm -hmm. thing. So like you can in, and if you're using bamboo's branded filaments, it mm -hmm. has a reader built into the spool, so it just slot their thing, and it just is pre-calibrated and knows oh. exactly what settings to use. That's smart. For that and, particular you know, filament. Cunning of them to uh, add that extra for their own brand. And you can also use one of those materials just for support material. And you can use one of those water dissolving support material filaments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that we you talked can, about that as a possibility. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Just print the thing up. Just go over to the, your, your soapy water. Dunk it until you, all the stuff just falls Gosh. away. And you get a perfect part. You know, I've hurt myself way more peeling FDM supports than I ever have with resin. I mean, occasionally I poke myself. It usually, like, ruins the gloves I'm wearing with a resin support. But when I'm pulling off FDM supports, because that, that would be so nice to just dissolve them. That would be amazing. I've just been seeing a lot of multi-material prints lately that's just, like, really sold the concept to me. Yeah. Like, game tokens are, like, perfect for this, where it's, like, they can do like the two tones. So you can get like a solid green token with black text or like black under uh, or, or a black background. A border. Or yeah. Yeah. And like there's just so many fun things you can do. Um, the David's talking about the flexi dragons, the flexi dragons print wonderfully on this stuff. And that's yeah. another thing, like for simple cartoon characters and toys and stuff, you can print like the body out of nine, like 99% of it can just be one material and right. they just come in for the eyes. Or the, the teeth or the mouth and just do those small sure, details sure. other things. It's just so many good possibilities with multi-material printing. I don't um, know if you that. noticed uh Jeffrey there. Jeffrey in chat is saying he loves watching you. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Jeff is one of my regular uh game group players. Oh nice, nice. I just don't think I've seen him in chat. So I don't think I have either. Thanks for stopping by, Jeff. It's going to be fun. Uh, with a printer like this, the, the AMS system is also separate. Um, we believe you'll be able to use this AMS system with the other Bamboo printers. Mm -hmm. um, so like, they, Bamboo has an AMS system existing that's a little bit more expensive than this one, where it's like a big case that goes on top of their printers, and you slot gotcha. in filament into the case. I did notice it was called the AMS Lite. That implies yeah. there's an AMS Heavy. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> So the AMS Heavy very much does exist, and it's capable of that stuff. Also, when you do do multi-material printing, it does slow things down considerably because it has to purge between um, it has to purge between layers, and it actually will print something called a purge tower next to your print. So oh. basically, this this tower of basic just pure support material prints off in the corner at the same level as the print so that it can just like spit out the the transition filament from when oh, that's from one color that's to the other clever. i like it that's smart and make sure that the nozzle's nice and clean yes and it will yes. also spit out the little nugget of that the worst of that transition so sure. like it'll just make a little ball of filament and just spit it out to the side um so much so like one of the most popular prints for the B for the bamboo prints are just like little trash buckets that mount to the back of it to catch the poop Ha, nice. It also <laughs> poops. Yes, Herberto yeah. said that. It also poops. Yeah. So if you, so one of the very first prints you should print with any bamboo is the appropriate poop bucket to catch all the transition layers. 
Uh, but the Uncle Jesse put out a video on this printer where he pointed out something very cool that he's discovered, which is that? that if you're doing multi prints, it actually is better for you to do multiple objects if you're going to do multiple objects hmm. because you save time on the transition print. Oh, I guess that so makes it sense. Actually, that you don't take as much of a you actually do get a time savings where usually multiple objects on FDM printing is zero time saving because. Uh, the time on FDM prints is material output is your time. Gotcha. But now you're introducing a time buffer that is independent of material as it swaps material purges. And then mm. that time can be shared between all of those objects. So get, mm. yeah, get yeah. So that there's only one trip over to the tower. Mm -hmm. And this also makes for some very clean looking multi-print stuff because right before that, the best way to get multi-material objects is to print like separate parts in the different right. uh, colors or to paint. Like I love painting stuff, but that's not a skill everybody enjoys. And yeah. You get, yeah. Like, really good finishes that you like. You've got to do like masking and get an airbrush out and all that stuff to get like the super, super, super pro look level looking stuff. Yeah. And it will be great. I, I've definitely had those friends that are like, um, they love how much I've been 3D printing, but every time I'm like, yeah, do you want, do you want to come over and paint your character? They're like, nah. <laughs> and like, I can't ever get them to print, paint anything that I print. And I can imagine that's the sort of person that this sort of thing would be really cool for. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that we are moving closer and closer to full color printing and full color resin printing is a thing that exists and it's getting better every day. I've been seeing some of the new stuff that only games has been putting out with their new uh, multi print printers. They've been sending some of those out to our viewers. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been fun. So I wonder how long until we get multi printing at a hobbyist level. And I mean, $1,500 or lower. It still doesn't feel very hobby friendly, but yes. Yeah. I mean, sure. It's coming. Right. Right. Cause right now you can do it if you're willing to spend $5,000. Hey, you want to come over and print our characters? I mean, that's basically already happening. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a message I already got today from Jed. From <laughs> so we're playing tomorrow reminder to print his character he, uh, from hero forge is this a pathfinder one or what is it yeah yeah it's a it's the abram pathfinder game oh um, is this your mages game yeah um yes and he is playing a warforged barbarian mm, that's fun yes 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 fun, fun 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 enjoying that game it's been a lot of fun it's been very goofy and also uh way too many cults but it's Eberron, so that's I, I mean, yeah. What level are you now? Four? Question mark? It, it's slow track? Around. Or is it milestone? Or milestone. milestone. You don't like milestone? I understand the seduction of it. I understand the seduction of milestone leveling. Uh, it's really easy for DMs, but it's also really easy for DMs to forget how long it's been between story beats and to, to let characters languish. I do this whole thing about player priority, and if you're a progress-oriented player, that's one of yeah. your high priorities. Milestone is, is murder. Um, yeah. I don't know that any of us are super progress-oriented. I mean, like, we've done... I've done games, like, that have gone, like, 
literally eight years yeah. to get to level 12. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, we usually run fast track mm-hmm. EXP and run, you know, bi-weekly games that get to 20th level in two to three years. Mm-hmm. That's the normal. That's the normal. Yeah. Uh, that particular game was running slow track XP on a weekly. And the, and the encounters were also heavily weighted towards social. Yeah, I did. <clears throat> I did a game where I did fast track till five. And then we're going to switch to slow track to try to like let the sweet spot last. Mm-hmm. I, I think by like ninth or tenth level, everybody was like, no, stop. Kick, kick, kick the switch back on. <laughs> I am running into a problem with the Ebron game, though. And it's... Uh-huh. um. I'm with a group of people who are not Pathfinder aficionados. Right, right. The GM is. And and you are. And I am. And I'm trying very, I'm trying very, very, very hard not to just, not to Vanessa Hoskins this and break it over my knee. Well, you said a name. Yes. I I do adore V, though, so. I do, I do adore V. She, but her crazy character builds are things of legend. They are. Love, they're they're average in my groups. Oh, good lord! I would not want to see your groups. Bill. Ha- however, I mm-hmm. will say that um, don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Do it because you become the security blanket for the party. It's already happened um, because even then, with me not trying, where I'm just doing the bread and butter Magus build. Well, Magus. Anyway. Uh huh. Where I'm just doing the absolute basic. Megas build with a black blade, so I'm getting a little bit of fun time. Yeah. Okay, um, more than a little. Just just doing the basics of mm-hmm. bare minimum optimization of just choosing the good the good, the good build. Yeah. It's it's running into the situation where the party, the party goes, mommy. Yeah. The party has fun and And you keep them alive. Yeah. The rogue does the sneak attack and does seven damage. Ah. The barbarian is really awesome and comes in and they do, you know, the 14 damage. And I'm like, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like... You like shocking touch Nova. Crit. Yeah. uh, On my first of two attacks. And then... Explode. uh, So 67 damage Mm -hmm. to the monster. And uh, and and I'm level four, maybe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is not broken compared to the groups I've been in. No, I mean like it's good, but I, I would not say it's out of bounds for some of the stuff right. I've seen. Mm-hmm. So I included, yeah. So I do feel bad about that. So I, I need to. I, so I dial it back a lot. So a whole lot of times I'm just going up and I'm going <gasps> acid splash. Yeah, V did a, a medium because the mm-hmm. challenge was could V play a medium hard enough to make it like good? She cracked. She could do it. I need to. Ooh, I need. I need you to stall for five minutes. For five minutes? For, for a moment. For a moment. Carry okay. the conversation. Tell the car. I think it's about the cool thing. Uh, tell tell them about my cool thing. I can tell them about my cool things. Uh, I'm currently printing this big train steampunk dragon thing, and uh, Param was going to put it up on screen, but he ran away before he did it. So, but it's part of the files that um, 
Dragon Trapper's Lodge uh, shot me for adding to our resource pack on our Kickstarter. And he normally runs like 20, 25 bucks, I want to say. And with him and the werewolves, it's it's like I'm paying you to back the Kickstarter if you're just getting the digital level. But um, yeah, he's a very, very big boy. I'm just printed him off and he is a really big oh parent could show me show now that he's back um but he's a big he's a dragon made out of a train and he's amazing yes there he is he's a big boy um i could not i tried my best because they did give you a, they do give you a file of the whole thing built together and i could not get an angle to put the whole thing on my plate on the saturn it was just a little too big oh I no i tried oh. and i tried wings really do screw that up for you yeah and i was hoping maybe that there was just a body fused to base and i was like i could go do this you know and fuse it myself but i was just so tired so i did not so he's in chunks curing right now as well, we speak. big big things like this chunks are fine yeah yeah and i do have to say that dragon trappers does do an amazing job of slots as long as you if you're using the priest supports especially um i actually did support man so i'm a little nervous about warp but um usually their slots are just really tight um really really well put together stuff um, my eldritch dragon i use their pre-supports on it and it's fantastic so but yeah that's that's a uh, part of the resource pack on the thing so like i said if if you want to back it if you're a digital level i'm basically paying you because the stls are worth the whole thing plus the book <laughs> plus everything pretty much for free so <laughs> anyhow it's a cool dragon. I when it, I remember when that came out and I drooled over it. Mm -hmm. And you get the iron golems too from about five months ago. So. And the werewolves and the vampire riding the werewolf. One of their other sets, like really recently, the Tharmomancer has like really <laughs> stuck with me because you get yeah. a turkey dragon. Yes, you do. And, and, you know, every set comes with one of their hoppers. And uh, they're doing a big hopper campaign right now where you can get all their hoppers and some new hoppers all mm -hmm. in one big go. If you've missed hoppers, if you don't know what their hoppers are, they're basically, um, they're two-legged lizard chickens. I don't know what else to call them. <laughs> um, they're adorable. They often have a little like um, Moogle-esque uh, mm -hmm. flingy thingy on their heads. They're super cute. And there's like a gazillion different variants. Mm-hmm. Having and, uh, them cool mascot characters are important. Yes, yes. And and we're going to be talking about that kind of branding with Austin actually in a couple weeks, I think. Yay! And if you haven't listened to our previous DTL episode, go back and check that out. It was a really great episode. Yep, yep. Uh, but yes, I what did you what did you need? You you had to go get something. Okay. So, uh I uh, yeah, am alone right now and I heard my door open. Oh. So that needed to be addressed immediately. Oh. It is still a mystery. Hmm. It was it open? No. Okay. So it just it was just ghost ghost door. Ghost door. The the door inside your mind is open. And now the tentacle tentacly horror monsters can come make you print them too. Right. Well, not tentacly horror monsters. Um, there's a bear in my yard lately. Oh, well, that's fun. I mean, there's a bear in my yard every morning, but there's another bear in my yard lately. <laughs> the, the 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 claw kind, the, right, the, right, the the fuzzy kind, the 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 kind that 
bite you permanently. But yes, the kind that runs off with my trash. Ah, well, yes, yes, it it is delicious. Sometimes rogue print attempt escape. Oh, so it's uh, they're saying that you've been replaced, and that that's why you're hearing it. It's you trying to get back in because you're actually a doppelganger param. Um, I don't think that the Saturn is okay. Ultra is a capable of sentient prints yet. But are you sure? I don't know. There's that a really is... cool thing going on with the bamboo prints, though. Yeah, they've been sell. They've been giving out these kits, and I think that you can buy them. That are like project kits mm-hmm. where you uh, Uncle Jesse showed one off uh, on his YouTube channel. Where it's like the internals for a mouse, but you have to print the plastic parts and can customize them. Like, so then uh, you can make a computer mouse. Okay, computer mouse. I was like, I was actually thinking mice because right now I've been playing lots of the new Eldraine set and Magic, uh-huh. and, the, and, and mouse typo decks are now a thing. Uh, and huh. so there's three three blind mice. So of course my brain was seeing printing a mouse and customizing the mouse. I mean, you can print mice. There's lots yeah. of cool mouse miniatures. Duncan Shadow probably actually. Yeah, I've absolutely. Several of his mouselings. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, love, love, love those mice. They're adorable. <sighs> yeah, I printed one of those, and my buddy he he's playing a monster cowboy, mm-hmm. which is a third party class for first edition Pathfinder, and he rides a a hootger, which is an owlbear, but they call it a hootger. So they are an adorable little mouseling riding a hootger. Oh, <laughs> I, I like that the the mouse characters get to ride cool things because Duncan Shadow has the mouse riding a squirrel. Yeah, and that's yeah. cool. Uh, the OPR you get your choice between a fox and a ferret. Mm, cool, which is also cool. And mm-hmm. I don't, um, I've seen a swallow. So you, like mm-hmm. little mouse riding a a from I think Parabellum uh, was doing that one. And gosh, there's lots of like, the second you have mice, they in the crossover in the cool animal categories just like explode. Well, I'm gonna have to do a conversion job for him if we ever mm-hmm. play physically with him again because he, I, I did the, his little hooker and his little mouse for the, for the first time we did it in person because uh-huh. none of this that game's online. But he recently used his monster cowboy abilities to soul brand a fiendish warforged. Velociraptor. So I'm going to have to figure out how to make a demonic looking robotic Velociraptor. And make this it. This has got to be a solved problem. And mount it with a mouse leg. This has got to be a solved problem. Listeners, please, please, in the comments of the YouTube video, tell us about where we can find cool robot Velociraptors that can do this. Preferably that looks sort of demonic would be good. I can't imagine you make a robotic velociraptor that doesn't look demonic. So, yeah, there was there was warforged type people in one of my campaign settings that then fought this demon war and then the demons gave them freedom with their chaos because they were serving this empire of men, so they attacked their masters and and then they didn't want to look like people anymore, so they started modding themselves out into animals. So, that's warforged velociraptor with fiendish influence. Yay. TLTR. There you go. IPA resin jelly. Okay, we have some technical stuff here in chat. Okay. Alex says, re my IPA oh resin. So this is about the alcohol. Okay. Um, IPA resin jelly 
float coolant? I don't know what this is. Alex Shabler has a comment. Pool cleaner will apparently clump the resin together, leaving usable IPA. I have to try this out. Alex, if you could just like kick us yeah. over a link or a something, link. you won't yeah, be able seriously. to do so in chat, but that works. Yeah. You want to see like anything about this because recycling IPA would save me so much money and more importantly, uh, so much time getting rid of bad IPA. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And and feeling like weird about what happens to it. <laughs> especially let it evaporate into the atmosphere. Well, yeah, I usually just let it, it turn into hard plastic milk jugs mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah, <laughs> hard plastic milk jug. <laughs> yeah. I like I have to. When we first started resin printing, I know that I had to have freaked out like a couple of male ladies. Like it was the height of COVID, and like. Uh, not even it was the beginning of COVID, and they're coming up to my house, and I'm like a like a full respirator on, like blue gloves on, like eagerly <laughs> taking the, the delivery of uh, IPA from their hands, yes, yeah. snatching it like a crazed hermit. Mm -hmm. Safety goggles on, the full nine yards, like in the in my little shed area of my house, so it's not it's absolutely not a a lab, and this is not an area. Like the, the 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 automatic assumption has to have been I was cooking meth because I, I mean I wasn't gonna say that because I didn't want to upset you but you mm -hmm. beat me to it so I think yeah yeah I would assume that's well I mean like unfortunately around me the news every so often is apartment closed has to face renovation because meth lab found inside right right yeah and just for the record I would never and have never cooked meth uh, I I nervous that you felt you needed to clarify that but me too I'm, having not to clarify I resin print tiny little toys yes i mean there are chemicals in my house but they are for making plastic little men and women and monsters and tentacle horrors speaking of tentacle horrors i did oddly there was a really really late kickstarter mm-hmm uh, I got um, from Sandy Peterson's Ooh. Cthulhu thing, and I think I haven't popped this open. I should. I think they might be resin uh, resin prints. I'm not sure. This though. is this is happening more and more and more because with the newer, like especially with the um, manufacturing grade resin printers that are coming out that can do the auto printing and the and the auto leveling and the mm -hmm. auto ejecting of the prints, yeah. we're starting to see like resin 3D printing becoming a viable distribution method for small scale distribution. Well, and this was something that was an expansion and it was um, really late because of, you know, the pandy. Um, but what I'm curious about, and I also find it adorable, it does say on the bottom, you need the Cthulhu Wars game to play, to use this product. I don't think I've actually opened my actual I've been Cthulhu seeing, Wars I've been set. seeing, like, town people miniatures that have 5e compatible slapped across the box. Yeah, And, like, terrain that has 5e compatible slapped across, like, a package Have of you trees. seen a Pathfinder mini set that says 5e compatible with the Pathfinder branding? Yeah, I have seen that too. This is definitely it might be so cast, but it no, it's I think it's resin. In fact, I think I see layer lines. Okay. But it's a horrible cool show goth. Look at it. Oh yes. It's a horrible. I'm gonna full screen you. Let's look at the terribleness. It's really neat. 
but yeah, look at it. It's, it's clearly, I mean, and it, yeah, the, there's no flex. This is not plastic. This is definitely resin. The other 3d printing, one of the reasons I'm talking about getting my filament, my new filament printer or getting my old filament printer, like back up in the tip top shape again is, um, so I've been playing a lot of board games lately with the group. Mm -hmm. And the, some of the games we've been playing lately are hero quest, where I want to paint all the little figures uh, that come with it. And like, I also have all the expansions for the new hero quest too, and including the Kickstarter, well, not Kickstarter, whatever Hasbro's not Kickstarter website is. Oh um, yes. The, the GI Joe, whatever, or sorry, hero quest. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Scythe, which, you know, wonderful board game. But all these board games have, and also wanting to get the new Frost Haven, they all have one thing very much in common. Mm -hmm. Thousands of tiny little pieces that you want to have easy access to. Yeah. So the you need box inserts. This is a solved problem. People make box inserts. Lots make of them, box inserts. Yeah, yeah. So MDF is common. There's been a lot of really cool ones made out of uh, foam core. Mm -hmm. or like the little rubberized foam that they make exercise mats out of. I've been seeing some of those near the market. Mm -hmm. But you know what's a really good tool for making precisely shaped little plastic shapes? That's it. Uh, it's uh, silicon molds. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going with that. No. But I guess that makes sense. Do, are you just talking about like photo curing resin in a silicon mold? No, no, I'm going to 3D print the little boxes. Oh, okay. You're, you're yeah. being... That was the obvious answer. Right. I, I apparently, yes. yeah, I'm really, I'm actually yeah, under sorry, the weather. Sorry, we're a little bit slow right now, gang. I'm under the weather. I just, I'm fighting off Concrete. I was at Fanex this weekend, oh, no. which was the local big, mm -hmm. um, you know, comic book I am nerd. absolutely terrified. Like, I am worried about you and terrified about me and my team going to spew. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I have to say, it, that's where it finally got me. The big C finally got me at this exact con last year. It was I, I dodged it for three years. And, we have uh, uh, something from, from Samoflage. Oh. MMF uh, has clockwork dinosaurs. Don't see it. Oh, they do have clockwork. Rats. Rocket Pig has clockwork. Dinosaurs and Clockwork Raptors, specifically. Hmm. Man, Rocket Pig has been around forever, and we barely ever talk about them. They're also one of the few uh, holdouts of supportless models. being. They don't do exclusively supportless models anymore. They don't. But yeah. they still do, on the regular, just straight-up supportless miniatures that Indeed. do not look it. They do have Clockwork Raptors, and they look fairly demonic. I mean, well, thank there. you, listeners. You yeah. have been wonderful. I expected you maybe to hear about this next week. But... This saves us so much time. Look, right oh, there. That is that is a that is a terrifying or a little raptor. This one has a, his, his big sharp teeth. Even mm. yeah. are those supportless? They look um, like they could be. They could be. Mm -hmm. They could be. Let's see. They are. I always look for them on supportless how old it is because mm -hmm. often if it's been added a while back they are mm -hmm. but, but i don't see the date on it doesn't i will say that when it came time to get terrain ready for 
Um, no, this I'm doing is a, a mix one. of 3D printed terrain and battle systems terrain for the demo tables at mm. Spiel. Uh, because I needed something that would be lightweight and that I could fit into a suitcase easy enough because I have to fly this stuff there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and battle systems, uh, if I, I don't know what we talked about on the show before. I think we have. But they're basically card stock, like board game stock yeah. terrain that's pre-printed. Kind of like that cool Russian stuff that I showed off a little while ago that I can't yeah, pronounce yeah. the name of. Um but they're more modular, and so yeah. they've got they've released some sci-fi sets lately, so they'll be really good for the grimdark stuff. And uh, they released some uh, like they've been doing fantasy stuff for ages and ages. Yeah. Um, so I've got uh, so I ordered a, a set of the fantasy and a set of the sci-fi stuff for the demo tables, and I'm 3D printed a billion, way too many, because I was using it to kind of tune kind my printer yeah. um, of the Titan Forges uh, sci-fi shipping crates oh cool so i have so many titan ford shipping crates it's as if you can have too many right i've gotten in you know one of those uh the these cubes these uh fabric cubes mm -hmm. one of them is entirely shipping crates a feature not a bug as far as i'm <laughs> concerned but they're not painted yet so i need to go paint them well, but those they're are shipping gonna... crates this they're... is not going to be a tough problem so speaking of which since you're talking about shipping crates, mm -hmm. what's your favorite rust paint? Because I do want to, to take yield clockwork train dragon and rust them up. Mm -hmm. But I can only I, think of one, and I don't necessarily want to buy it. So the best answer is the one you don't want to buy. Nah, that's Which is dirty down. Okay. It just looks so good. It's insane how good it looks. And it's yeah. just so fast. Uh, you need to dedicate a paintbrush to it because it will destroy any paintbrush you use. Oh, no. Yeah. So just get a cheap freaking paintbrush and just that's the one that's going to be used with it. Gotcha. Um, and it is expensive as crap at like $20 a bottle. But it is just so good at its job that it, nothing else comes close. Like the other option is to just, if I was having to do rust effects, I would just use like just just different brown paints sponged on with a little mm. bit of orange. Yeah, maybe and use the... and use the sponge application method for it. Yeah, I really like. Um, I'm surprised that I like the 2.0 speed paint metallics as much as I do because I was I was ride or die for sure with um, mm -hmm. the uh, monument hobby stuff. Mm -hmm. That stuff's um, great. It's amazing, but the I was the the speed paint's also really good. Yeah. So I, I think I've that's probably happy with it because he's going to be, you know, uh, just a little bit off slap chop. Metallics don't quite work as well for slap chopping, but I, I think um, I'll hit him up that way. Let's see a crackle paint. Oh, I do have some crackle medium. I good luck. Good luck with crackle medium. God no, bless. Not good. No, I mean, you have other people love it. Other people have had wonderful success with it. I have only ever had disaster, and I understand that this is a me thing. Hmm. Um, just test before you use it. I'll say I tried it on some shoulder pads for um, mm -hmm. kind of a prototype plague marine, mm -hmm. and it didn't do as much as I wanted it to. But I'm also I've been told maybe you have to be, do more um, like a, a thicker application. Mm -hmm. Table size shipping freighter? What? 
I don't know that I need a table-sized shipping freighter with crates. That's cool. That looks though. awesome. That sounds awesome. Uh, blasted Samuflage, but good lord, where would I keep it? I have a dedicated game room, and it's already getting ground in here. Huh. Add orange shaved pencil crayon into liquid medium and paint it on for rust. Huh. Interesting. I'll have to look into that. Apparently, it's a tutorial on YouTube. I'll have to check that out. Speaking of Marines, mm-hmm. there has been a something I want to shout out to is mm. Puppets War surprised us with a little bit of a third bonus release this month coming to their Patreon. Yeah, I mean, I've been a day one supporter of them, so mm-hmm. I think it's still like on a very, very um, early access tier still with them. So They haven't said what it is. They've only given us a teaser picture. Mm-hmm which is of their beefy strikers. I mean, those kind of look like great knights to me. No, 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 no. You see, that's a halberd with a not bolt gun attached to it and with a little crest behind their heads and a little crest on their helmets. Uh, this, my friend, is not custodies. Sure. These are not custodies. I mean, you could still could. Oh, these you could absolutely make some green knights out of this stuff if you wanted to. Yeah. And there's lots of stuff to add to that. I but just the, my, mine had little uh, um, force glaives like that. So mm. now, granted, this was from like I don't know fourth edition or something. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that was a long time ago. I haven't painted a human sci-fi army, and I don't know how long. <laughs> But I've been, um, I mean, we've just been joking about this because I've been wanting to do a uh, Grimdark Future Firefight Custodian Brothers Force because because it's the it's the meme. It's literally three miniatures for your entire force, um, and you have to take the most basic troop out of it too. You you can't do hardly any upgrades, and uh-huh. surprisingly, there are not that many choices out there to print. Um, uh, Heroes Infinite did a good set recently. And Cyberforge did a set of the Terminators that would be great proxies. Um, But they were, but you can't do a Terminator. They're too much, too many points for Firefight. Hmm. Uh, Because you have a hundred point limit on a unit in Firefight. Uh, You have 300 points. So you can't get them. Um, So I have to go with the basics. And nobody had done like a really good basic one yet. Um, I'm sure they have. I'm sure our listeners are like screaming and like, how did you not think of so and so? And I'm like, because I'm sure. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if somebody in chat's like, I made 12. If you made 12, I will buy them right now if you if you tell me in chat before the episode's over. Um, but the other kicker is that um, the 515 points is new, David. That's what we have the percentage. It hmm. used to be 100 points even. Um, Ooh, that's an interesting question. Plus, same with Blaze. Just what are your it's thoughts? It's thirty-five percent now. It used to be thirty-three percent, David. Um, thoughts on bases that aren't round or square. What about triangle shape? I would like that. I like. I mean, especially for war games where you're doing as long as it just has to be consistent. I think that'd be interesting. I like to keep it one or the other. Sure. Don't like to mix and match. I don't want circles in with my squares. So you know what I hate? What? Ovals. 
And for war games where the base size matters, that you need to be consistent and it needs to be specific ones, mm -hmm. um, fun base sizes don't work out so great because sure. you're not supposed to use them. But for RPG characters, go for it. And for war games where it don't matter, like OPR, mm -hmm. go for it. Um, or, and then like David, of course, chiming in hexes for everything. Hex bases are great if you're playing on hexes or you are playing robots. It's if also you're fun playing for, battle tech, use hexes. Well, it's also fun for ranking up. You can do some fun um, configurations with that. Hexes. I like Nobody makes octagon bases. We need some octagon bases. Mm. It's completely impractical. I, I don't know that I. I don't know. I, I did go through a base collecting phase. I might have an octagon. But I think it might have been like intended to be like a coin base that was like a octagons don't fit together. I mean, that's they, why it's impractical. <laughs> they could. I mean, they look cool. there's a pattern. There's holes between them. Sure. Pentagon. Octagons in practice are just fancy squares. Fair enough. There are two sets of rotated parallelograms. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. And with that said, uh, you have a shout out for us, Kristen. Mm -hmm. I already got to talk about my Kickstarter, which has been my life for the last several weeks. I will. I, if anybody's going to be a spiel, I hope to see you all there. Um, oh, we won't have an episode next week, right? We won't have an episode. You are listening to next week's episode right now. Well, yes. Yes. So this yes. episode will hit the podcast next week. We will not we'll have a live, a live episode, episode next, week. next week. You may have noticed that an episode went live this morning on the podcast feed. Um, yes. And then this episode will go live on the podcast feed next week. Next week. And, and then, on the 10th, we will be back in block, uh, in, in synchronicity. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's called a buffer. It's, it's useful. Most podcasts work like that. I'm just silly insane person that wants to put the podcasts out literally the night we record them um but we will be back on the 10th yep uh with dragon trappers lodge for austin dragon from Dragon trappers, trappers lodge, yep. lodge for a live yep. episode yep. Mm -hmm. and then and then in the meantime we will see you all around i'm jefferson j thacker also known as parent i'm Kristen Sowards, also known as seven mastery don't forget to use your screen protector <laughs>